Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Corey Willis, and you're listening to the Southern Rain Podcast. Now, I know some of you guys out there are asking yourselves, hey, Corey, what is the Southern Rain Podcast? Well, we discuss all of the latest news surrounding the ACC, Big 12, and SEC conferences in college athletics. Now, this week, I'll discuss five teams from each conference that I'm curious about heading into the 2018 college football season. Plus, I'll give my thoughts on the Urban Meyer situation at Ohio State. So sit back and relax because this is episode one of the Southern Rain Podcast. Let's go. All right, guys, welcome to episode one of the Southern Rain Podcast. Once again, my name is Corey Willis. Happy to be here on the show with you guys. This is the very first episode. (laughs) Um, Been thinking about doing this for a long time with you guys to discuss college athletics. And um, yeah, I just decided to buckle down and um, get to it. Wanted to be with you guys to talk about all of the latest news in college sports. And as we're heading into the 2018 college football season, um, just got me excited. I know a lot of you guys out there are probably excited too about college football. Um, I mean, who isn't excited about college football? I mean, it's here. Um, just a lot of great teams out there this year that I'm excited about. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to be here with you guys today. And we're gonna we're gonna have a great show. Uh, don't know what. This show will be going forward, but um, I hope it be, I hope it becomes something special, and um, I hope it becomes something special because of you guys out there. So um, yeah, yeah, um, let's get this show on the road. Let's see where it takes us. All right, so um, first things first. So I know a lot of you guys are wondering again, what are we talking about today? Well, um, I'm going to discuss five teams. From each of the three conferences that we're discuss discussing on the show, and that we discuss on the show each and every week, um, ACC, Big Twelve, SEC, um, I'm going to give you my five teams from each of those three conferences that I'm just kind of you know curious about, that I'm you know wondering how they'll perform on the field this season. Um, all five of these teams from these conferences, um, they they appeal to me in a way to the point where, probably just like you guys, um, you just want to see how each of these um, coaches perform, how the players perform, and um, yeah, want want to see where it takes them. Maybe one of these teams become one of the top four teams going into the college football playoffs. Who knows? But, um, yeah, yeah, I want to discuss that with you guys today on the podcast. So, um, yeah, let's get to it. Um, so, I started out, when, actually, before, before I started, when I started this out, um, I looked at all of the three conferences, and I saw plenty of teams from last year just looking by the record and just judging on, you know, what they did last year, and I know there's a distinct difference between 
this year, what's going to happen this year and last year, but just kind of see the improvement um, or what they can improve on this year as opposed to last year. Um, so, yeah, the first conference that I looked at was the ACC. Um, I picked five teams from the ACC that I was very curious about heading into this year. And, um, yeah, um, my first team that I'm going to talk about with you guys today on the podcast is Florida State out of the Atlantic Division in ACC. Um, As you may know, Willie Taggart became the 10th full-time head coach on December 5th of 2017. It's amazing. It's just amazing to know that Florida State has just hired their 10th head football coach. <laughs> out of you, you usually think that out of all of these coaches that come through any program, not just Florida State, just but any any program, you would think they would be at a higher number than 10. Florida State just hired Willie Taggart as their 10th football coach. So I, I, when I saw that, when I researched that, I was like, man, that – that just kind of shows you the the way Florida State has always been in um, college football history. They've really been settled with their coaches and really given them a chance to stick around and give them the opportunity to succeed in um, college football. And, yeah, I don't know how long Willie Taggart will be in Florida State, but um, – yeah, if he stays there about as long as Jimbo has, then hey, it is what it is, all right. <laughs> but um yeah, so Willie Taggart is going to take the reins um as head coach at Florida State this year. Um Jimbo just left for Texas A&M. And um he's a, Willie Taggart, he's a great offensive coach. Um he's done pretty well at just about everywhere he's been at um he did did well at um usf um of course he did really good at oregon and um yeah i'm i'm curious to see what he does going forward with this football team i mean this this team has a lot of great talent i mean when you think of a guy like deandre francois um who had a great freshman campaign um a couple seasons ago um of course last year he broke where he tore his left patellar tendon um last year against alabama in the very first game um he's going to be back and um i look for this guy to bounce back and lead this team back to a bowl game of course last year um they ended the season seven and six last year. They had a record of seven and six. Um, yeah, I, I look I look for him to take the reins at quarterback this year again, and um, you know build on what they what they currently have at Florida State. I mean, this is a team that's you know they're big in recruiting every year. Um, that name brand of Florida State is really big and. 
they care a lot about their football. A lot of their fans care a lot about their football down there. So I look for him to bounce back this year. Um, also, at um, Florida State, they also have running back Cam Akers. He's going to be a sophomore this year. He's going to um, also be a guy on that offense to um, help do a lot of damage <laughs> to a lot of teams in the ACC. Um, he's a guy, last year in his freshman year, he had over 1,000 yards. He had 1,024 yards and seven touchdowns in his first year with the Seminoles. Um, that's really good stats for a true freshman running back in <laughs> in a conference like the ACC or just any conference in general. Um, I would take a guy like that on my team any day. So um, I'm looking to see what he does in his second year there at Florida State. And, um, yeah, and also, also see how Willie Taggart can get this offensive line um, going on, how, how they can improve, actually. Um, I know last year they, they struggled really badly last year to really protect the quarterback. And um, I want to see it growth from their offensive line. And if they can get growth from their offensive line, then I look for them to bounce back and have a pretty good season next year. So, um, yeah, Florida State, they're my first team out of the ACC that I'm curious about, really curious about them. Um, also, um, their first game will be against Virginia Tech on September 3rd. And that game will be at home. So that's going to be a big game for them that I will be circling. <laughs> if if I was Willie Taggart, that's going to be a big game. All right, second team that I have for the ACC is Duke out of the Coastal Division. Um, now I know a lot of you guys are like, hey, Corey, what, why Duke? <laughs> I mean, like, what's going on? Um Duke is one of those teams that I really wouldn't say, you know, they're a pushover. And you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't count them out at, you know, really striking you and giving you that L <laughs> as everyone likes to say. Um Yeah, Duke Duke is like I'll say this. Duke is like the guy if you're a wrestling fan like I am, Duke is like the guy that's in like the money in the bank briefcase match <laughs> in wrestling. Um and you you don't think he's gonna win, but all of a sudden he just like takes the briefcase <laughs> and, and wins it. Like he he is that guy, like Duke is, is Duke is that kind of team that will just like come out out of the blue and just like strike you and just just shock just shock the world at what they can do with the type of talent that they have. Um not to say that their talent is bad, but um yeah, they're they're a team that will surprise you. Um last year they had a 7 and 6 record. They defeated Northern Illinois in the Quick Lane Bowl last year. Um Quarterback Daniel Jones, he looks to take the lead this season. Um, he passed for 2,691 yards with 14 touchdowns. Um, so they're looking for him, David Cutcliffe. Um, 
he seems to have his faith in Daniel Jones this year. I think this will be his last year as well. Um, they're at Duke. See, this is last year, junior year. But um, safety, Jeremy McDuffie, um, he's going to return, I know, for his last year at Duke. Um, he suffered a second knee injury. His su- he suffered his second knee injury last year. Um, so he's back. Um, a lot of coaches are looking for him to um, help lead the defense this year. So, um, yeah, they they have players on the team, man. They're, don't count Duke out in any of the games that they're playing. I think when I look at David Cutcliffe, he's done a remarkable job at Duke in getting his team motivated, wanting to play these tough games in the ACC, especially in the Coastal Division. Um, so yeah, look look for Duke to um, look look for Duke to tear <laughs> to to tear some teams apart probably this year. I I look for them to um, they're they're pretty pretty good team when when it comes to just kind of keep keeping things tight and um, efficient and one to you know be bowl eligible every year so yeah um notable game for them they face baylor on september 15th um they have to go to baylor so that's going to be um uh, it's going to be a, a pretty challenging game for the blue devils so i want to see how that shakes how that shapes up um when september 15th rolls around all right um third team Third team that I have is NC State out of the Atlantic Division. Um, this year, they'll be at home versus West Virginia on September the 15th. That's a notable game to kind of put on your calendar if you want to watch some good football. Um, NC State, I I put them up with um, a team like Duke. That They're a team that doesn't back down out of, out of a challenge. Um, very, very tough team to beat wherever you're playing them at. Where, where, whether you're playing them at their place or you're playing them at your place, they're they are a team that likes to keep consistency, and a lot of times the consistent teams in college football are usually are usually the teams that you don't want to slip up slip up on. Um I know when you think about guys like Nick Saban always talks about, you know, being consistent, um, not, you know, letting your guard down and being complacent. Um when it comes to teams like NC State, you don't want to be um complacent against a team like them. And um hopefully West Virginia <laughs> will know that by September fifteenth. Um but yeah they're they're a tough team tough team they always play hard um last year they had a nine and four record um they beat arizona state in the sun bowl um dave Dorn, one of the big one of the biggest things that i um that i've read about dave Dorn going into this season was that he was interviewed and he talked about how he wants his defense 
to get more interceptions this year. And um, when I read that, I did a little research and um, just to kind of make sure on my own. And I saw that the Wolfpack had 14 interceptions and they were ranked um, 32nd nationally <laughs> in that category. Um, that's not a bad stat at all. Of course, you always want more interceptions from your defense, but um, I do get it. If if I was Dave Doran, pretty much what it what he's saying, he just wants more. He wants more consistency. He wants more, um, just physicality from his defense. And me being a guy who always stresses about defense. Um, defense wins you championships. And if Dave Doran knows that he has a good enough defense that he can get more interceptions each game, then, hey, I would probably want more interceptions from my from my defense as well. So um, I just thought it was, I thought it was funny where, where he was just like, hey, I, I, I want more interceptions. And he has like 14. Now, if he had like five interceptions out of the whole season, yeah, you probably – probably have a problem but um 14 interceptions wasn't bad wasn't bad um like to see him double it <laughs> and um i'm pretty sure he, he wants he wants his guys to double it or else he wouldn't have made that comment but um yeah yeah um that's nc state like i said they're uh they're a really consistent team um they have been the last couple of years and um one to knock guys out of their game so yeah, um that's it for NC State. What else we have? All right. We are down to our fourth team in the ACC. And that is Virginia Tech out of the Coastal Division. Um Virginia Tech they're they're pretty and they're a pretty darn good football team. Um they're one of those upper tier teams in the ACC, in my mind. Um, notable game for them. They traveled to face Florida State on September the 3rd. Um, that's a big game. That's the first game on their schedule. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people will be looking at their game just to see who's... <laughs> Who's on top of their game more? Is it Willie Taggart? Will Willie Taggart get Florida State out of their slump? Out of the out of last year's slump that they that they were in? Or will Justin Fuente, which is a very, very good coach. I like Justin Fuente when he was coaching at Memphis. And um I like him here at Virginia Tech. Um he's he's really he really has this team motivated to um be competitive in the coastal division. Just about every year um, that he's been there, so yeah, they are they're taking on Florida State on September third. On September the third, um, they finished the season nine and four last year. They lost to uh, Oklahoma State in the Camping World Bowl, um, but this team, this is a team that has lots of talent, lots of talent. Um, they they're looking to um, create a big spark out of their. Wide receiver court this year. They look for Ball State transfer Damon Hazelton or Damon Hazelton. Um, 
if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Damon Hazleton um, is looking to help bring a spark to the Hokies this year. Um, he's a guy who, when he was at Ball State as a freshman, he caught 51 passes for 505 yards with four touchdowns. Um, I know that's not a lot. I know he also had to sit out um, because of transfer rules by the NCAA. Um, but um, anytime when you have a guy that can get 500 or more yards as a freshman, wide receiver, um, you're looking at a guy who has a lot of upside in him. And um, I'm going to be looking closely this year to see how he does on the field and how the rest of this team does on the field as well. They have a lot of great talent. Um, like I said, Justin Fuente entering his third season, um, he just has that pedigree. He, it's something about him. He just has that it factor as a coach to where when he got the job at, at Virginia Tech, um, I just knew that he was going to do well. And, of course, the results are shown on the field. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm eager to see what Virginia Tech looks like in the Coastal Division this season in the ACC. Um, last team in the ACC is, of course, the Miami Hurricanes. Yes, U University. <laughs> um, yeah, my, Miami. They ended their season with a 10-3 record last year. Lost to Pitt in the last game of the regular season. Lost to Clemson in the ACC championship game, 38-3. Mm. I mean, of course it's Clemson, but come on. Come on, you. <laughs> you got you to gotta do better than that. And then just put the icing on the cake when they lost to Wisconsin in the Orange Bowl. Um, yeah, they... Yeah, this is a team that had a lot of talent going into last season. But, um, yeah, they fell those last three games. They fell in those last three games of the campaign last year. So, um, yeah, <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm looking at Miami, they – they're a team that gets a lot of great talent. Mark Rick's there. Um, heck of a coach, by the way. He did well at Georgia. Um, even though a lot of people at Georgia don't want to give him too much credit now that Kirby Smart's there. But, um, but yeah, this is a team that has a lot of talent, a lot of great talent, but just can't seem to finish off the way that you would think they should or the way that their fans think they should. So this season is a big year for them in my mind. Um, have to win. If, if, they, if they want a chance to make it to the college football playoffs, they have to win out. It, like everyone always says all the time, um, it's not, not about how the way you start. It's about how you finish. And, if this team can just finish, man, the sky's the limit with, with this team. The sky's the limit with Miami. Um, big game for them will be the first game of the season. Um, they take on LSU 
in Arlington on September the 2nd. Um, it's a big game for both teams, I would say. Like, that, to me, if Miami can come out of that game with a W, then it's not over yet, but they're setting themselves up when, when the time to um, find out who are the top four teams heading into the college football year this this season they're setting themselves I'm setting they're setting themselves up for a for a big year and for a reason for that committee to say hey this team beat LSU in the first game of the season they have a convincing argument that you know that they should be one of those top four teams um anytime I'd say when you beat a SEC school, and especially a school like LSU or Alabama or, or in Auburn, um, I would say you're setting yourself you're setting yourselves up for a big year. So, yeah, um, Miami has has to seize that if they're looking to really go far um, throughout the year and not just make it to a New Year's Six bowl game. They're looking to make it at one of those college football playoff bowl games and, and you know, hopefully a national championship, um, what their fans would, would think about right now. Um, that's what they have to do. They have to start off strong, but they also have to finish strong as well. Um, Malik Rozier is back at quarterback, guy who threw for 3,120 yards and 26 touchdowns through the air. So the pieces are there. They also have senior DB Michael Jackson, Jim Thorpe Award watch list guy. He's a guy who had 43 tackles, four interceptions, and five pass breakups. So they, they have players everywhere on this team. Um, it's just about... So what I say is it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. And, and if these guys can be focused to um, go out there and play very good fundamental football, then look for them to be a team in the ACC that uh, represent in the college football playoffs. But you have to beat Clemson. And you have to beat Pitt. <laughs> so... So yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting for sure. But um, that's it for the ACC. Now, for all you fans out there, all you Big Twelve fans, about to head to you now. All right, Big Twelve. All right, first team, of course, is Oklahoma. All right. All right, Oklahoma fans. All right, Sooner fans. Kyler Murray is going to be your quarterback this year. <laughs> let that sink in. Now, I'm pretty sure a lot of Sooner fans have already let that sink in. They're probably not worried. Probably not worried at all. Um, he's a guy who's just athletic. Um, of course, you know he currently plays... Um, he's playing last year on the OU baseball team, and um, he should be playing this coming season as well before he um, heads out of there. Um, 
yeah, he he's just an athletic quarterback. Um, look for him to do a lot of damage in the Big 12 this season. Um, eager to see what he does. Um, a guy that was recruited by Kevin Sumlin. Um, man, it's a long time ago uh, at Texas A&M. Uh, first game for Oklahoma. They'll be at home on September the 8th versus, hey, Chip Kelly <laughs> and UCLA. <laughs> I will say this, because the Big 12 is one of those, you know, all pass, sometimes run, <laughs> never play defense type type conferences, um, look for that game to be very fun. If you're a guy who just loves, or your girl, um, that just wants to play um, or, or just wants to watch good football through the air. That's what you're gonna. That's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get that. You're you're gonna you're gonna get a game that makes you feel like you're playing Madden. <laughs> so um, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm eager to see what that game's gonna be like. The game's probably gonna be in the 80s. <laughs> it's gonna be like eighty three to like eighty, <laughs> with no defense played at all. So yeah, that that's Oklahoma. Um, just not a lot a lot to talk about them, just because they they have plenty of talent coming back. They're gonna be they lost a lot of talent, but they got plenty of coming coming back. And Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray is a guy that just has all the tools to be an efficient quarterback. So um yeah. Yeah, look looking out for the for the Sooners this season. Um my next team is the Texas Longhorns. Um notable game for them. They'll face Maryland first game of the season on September the first. Um last year they beat Mizzou and gained a 7 and 6 record um in the Texas Bowl they beat Missouri, they beat Missouri um 33 to 16 in the Texas Bowl um yeah this is a this is a team that I'm looking forward to looking forward to seeing this year looking to see how well that um how well that Tom Herman has recruited looking well and I, I just want to see how well that um this team um looks at him as a as a coach as a leader going on in, in his second year um I know a lot of people down there in Austin talks about senior linebacker Brecken Hager um he led the defense last year with 23 tackles nine tackles for loss and four sacks um so yeah, um yeah, they're looking for him to really make a name for himself in his last season there in Austin. So yeah, I I wanna see how well that defense actually um just gets better with time. I I w I wanna see if if this defense can get better. 
um, throughout the season because they didn't have, I would say, the best defensive year last year. But um, offensively, um, a lot of people talked about Shane Bouchelle. He led, he led the quarterback position position last year with a 64.3% QBR. Um, passed for 1,405 yards and seven touchdowns. Um, he's a guy that Tom Herman's looking to help lead the offense this year. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how he does on the field and how the rest of this team does on the field too. Like I said, um, um, yeah, Tom Herman um, he did everything that he could in his first year. Of course, you always have growing pains, but um, yeah, I, I I feel like he is the guy. If it wasn't Charlie Strong, Tom Herman was the guy to get Texas out of the hole that they were in. And that 7-6 and six record last year to end the season after beating Missouri um, only sh- not only showed me that, but hopefully it showed a lot of people in Austin that he's the guy that they need to, um, you know, get back to national prominence. So, yeah, yeah, the Texas Longhorns are my second team. Um, third team, Kansas State. Kansas State, they had an 8-5 and five season last year, beat UCLA in the Cactus Bowl. Um, notable game for them, they'll play Mississippi State on September the 8th. Um, Mississippi State comes to um, Kansas State. They'll meet them down there. On their on their turf, um, that's going to be a in, interesting game to see. Um, K State versus Mississippi State. Um, yeah, Joe Moorhead is down there right now. So yeah, I want want to see how Bill Snyder. Of course, as you know, Bill Snyder got a contract extension for five more years. Um, congratulations to him. Um, he's He's one of those coaches where you just have to respect at the end of the day. Um, as long as he's been coaching, as long as he's been leading those guys in Kansas State, a lot of respect for him, and it's well-deserved to have a five-year contract extension. So um, good look to him. Um, proud of him uh, once again, and um, have respect for him. Yeah, I, But, um, yeah, Bill Snyder, he, he's – He's um he's a guy who he always has K State consistent one of those consistent winners every year in the Big Twelve. So um and a lot of people have been talking about this team actually being a team that should make some noise, should scare a couple teams in the Big Twelve this year. Um, so yeah, I I look for Bill Snyder and company to um just have that focus and you know just that focus in them that dog in them and just about every year they're they're just about like that they're they're focused and efficient so yeah um they're a team that i want to see what they what they do going forward so yeah Uh, but it'll all start with the mississippi state game i'll say second game of the season um all right 
Next team, I have Iowa State. Iowa State. Matt Campbell is in his third year at Iowa State. Um, he took them to an 8-5 and five season last year and beat Memphis in the Liberty Bowl. Um, that was a big year last last year for Iowa State. Um, just a team that, for the most part, has been a punching bag <laughs> in the Big 12. I know a lot, a lot of their fans uh, will probably agree with you with that, but I like Matt Campbell. He he's he's shown himself that, or he's shown us that he's the coach to be there at Iowa State for a while to help help them become a consistent winner, and that's what I look look at them again this year. I look for them to um, make some noise in the Big Twelve as well. They still have to play football, of course, but. Um, yeah, I look for them to make some noise this year. He's, he's a heck of a coach, I'd say. Um, notable game for them, they'll play Oklahoma on September the 15th, and that game will be at home. Um, that's a big game. If if I'll say, if Kyle Kemp, their, their quarterback, um, if Kyle Kemp and company can go out there and beat Oklahoma at home, um, they're setting themselves up for a great football season. Um, Kyle Kemp, guy who has a 66.3 QBR rating. Um, yeah, yeah, he's um he's a really good quarterback. He was a really good quarterback for them. They have tons of talent out there on offense. Um, Want to see what the defense looks like this season. Um, but, um, yeah, Kyle Kemp, guy with a 66.3 QBR. I mean, I would take a guy like that over any quarterback in the country, um, a guy who's that efficient enough to get you to an 8-5 and five season at Iowa State. Um, yeah, he he's committed. Matt Camel's committed. And from what I saw last year, the rest of that team is committed as well. So, Get ready, Iowa State fans. It looks like it's looks like you have another great season coming up. Hopefully, hopefully, if you guys can can um close out, but um it'd be be interesting to see what happens. All right, last team in the Big Twelve, I have the Baylor Bears. Matt Rule's in his second year at Baylor. Um, Really like Matt Rule. Um, if there was any coach in college football that could lead Baylor out of all of the issues that they had um, a few years ago, that that guy would be Matt Rule. Um, he's a he's a winner. He knows how to win, um, and he he knows how to lead guys into um, victory. And just better, better positioning guys. He he's just good at positioning guys for for their future. And um, I, Matt Rule's a guy I respect a lot in college football right now. Um, he has sophomore Charlie Brewer. Um, he's going to be coming back at quarterback this year. Guy who had a sixty-eight point one percent QBR. 
Um, they're going to have some depth at receiver. Jalen Hurd, if you remember Jalen Hurd, he was the running back a couple years ago in the Bush Jones era. Yeah, who's that guy? Um, yeah, Jalen Hurd is now at Baylor, and he's going to, He's actually converted into a wide receiver now. So that alone is going to be interesting. If, if you remember, Jalen Hurd was a force in the running back position at Tennessee a couple of seasons ago. So it's going to be interesting to see how Jalen Hurd um, propels himself into a worthy wide receiver into a pretty good wide receiver and I, I think he has the tools to do it. a guy who's like around six three six four yeah, he was a this a big running back to begin with um but yeah yeah he has all the tools to succeed so I'm, I'm looking for him to um help that offense out notable game for them they'll take on duke out of the acc that game will be at home on september the 15th so, um, yeah, for both of those teams, Duke and Baylor, that's a that's one of those games where, you know, it's one of those manhood games, like it's testing your manhood. Um, anytime when you're playing a team outside of your conference. Um, yeah, so interested to see Matt Rule versus David Cutcliffe. That's going to be a fun game. Um, last but not least, folks. The SEC. We're in the SEC conference, ladies and gentlemen. We've done the ACC for you ACC fans. We've done the Big 12. Now, we're at the, at the SEC. Conference where some guys call the Big Dog League. It, it, if Roman Reigns had, it, had his had it his way, he would put his face on the SEC logo. <laughs> but uh, let's let's get to it. Um, my first team out of the SEC is the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, finished the season with a 7-6 record. Lost to Northwestern in the Music City Bowl. Um, this is just a team where... I am usually, well, usually when I look at Kentucky, I'm always concerned about every year um, out of Mark Stoops' teams at Kentucky is just how how they finish. And usually if you're, if you're a fan of watching Kentucky, if you're a Kentucky fan, Kentucky usually doesn't finish the way that they start, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, so I, I, I really just, for the most part, I really just want to see what this team does this season. Um, I, I'd say, and I'm not calling it if, if Mark Stoops can't get this team to finish strong, to start and finish strong. Um. Yeah, it's it's gonna be some pretty um hurt feelings down there in Lexington. <laughs> I'm I'm just being honest. Um, 
I like Mark Stoops as a motivator, as a as a as a coach. Um, but yeah, I just want to see him get this team where they need to be at going forward. And if this team can improve, if this team can stop getting out of this, I would say mediocre type of ways. If they can get that mediocre-ish type of ways out of them, um, then I look for this team to actually, you know, be, you know, a, a team that can probably contend in the SEC East year in and year out. Um, I mean, they have the running back, um, Benny Snell, this guy who rushed last year for 1,333 yards and gained 19 touchdowns for the year of 2017. Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, when you have a guy like that on your football team, you have to you have to continue to build, you know, consistency. And not just around him on, on on your on your defense as well. And I know Mark Stoops, a very very good defensive coach. Um it may not show that all the time on the field, but he is a good defensive coach and just kind of getting these guys more and more motivated to, you know, you know, just kind of get through the grind of the games that they're in. Um, notable game for them, of course, they have to travel to Florida to take on Dan Mullen, the guy who used to be at Mississippi State, um, on September the 8th. That's always a big game for Kentucky just because, man, they get into a big slump in trying to beat Florida. Um, last year, as you as you can recall, um, should have beaten Florida that night and ended up losing that game. And that was a big – that was the start of Kentucky once again falling falling again and they just can't have that this year so i'm marking that game as as a must win for kentucky they have to win that game have to win that game if they want to be a contender in the sec east so that's all i that's all i can say about kentucky man that's all i can say and and, you know i feel for you kentucky fans I, i know you guys want to win the big games, but you gotta get, you, you gotta, you gotta beat Florida. You gotta beat Florida, and you gotta beat other teams too. All right, next team, the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, Jeremy Pruitt was just hired not too long ago um, to take the reins this season as the Volunteers. Head coach um, Philip Fulmer is also their new athletic director down there. So I want to see how Tennessee. Well, I want to see honestly how both Philip Fulmer and Jeremy Pruitt kind of mesh and get along, and just not maybe not the not just those two. How the new administration will also look at both of them 
being the guys um, to, you know, help try to get this football team to where they need to be. I mean, Tennessee's a very historic program. People love the volunteers. Um, their fans are loyal fans. And all they all they want, all they ever want and ask for is a competitive team to, that can go out there and compete for championships just like in Alabama does year in and year out. But um, Jeremy Pruitt, he inherited a lot of good talent from, of course, Bush Jones, who's not there anymore. Um, Marquez Callaway is going to take the reins at wide receiver. He's going to be the guy who's going to help lead that wide receiver court to a great year. I I hope. I He's a, he's a great player to me. Um, running back. Ty Chandler, he's going to be back. Um, Nigel Warrior, um, like Nigel Warrior, he's a he's a thumper at defensive back. Um, very smart guy back there in the defensive back position at the cornerback position or safety. I, I would say he's more of that safety kind of um, guy back there playing safety a lot. But um, he's a very good player. Um, Emmy Gooden, um, last chance you, if you know about him. Um, he's a guy who's going to bring a lot of that beef into the Volunteers' D-line. Um, I'm really interested to see how he plays out this year. Um, if, you, if you're a fan of watching um, last chance you, um, he was one of the reasons why they were – why his team on on that show was really dumb on defense. So, um, yeah, Tennessee faces Florida at home on September the 22nd. Notable game for them. Um, Every time Tennessee and Florida plays, that's just war. (laughs) So, yeah, get ready for September the 22nd, Volunteer fans and you Gator fans. Next team. The LSU Tigers finished the season nine and four, lost to Notre Dame in the Citrus Bowl. Um, yeah, <laughs> and before they finished the season nine and four, we all know what had happened: lost to Troy at home, um, lost to Mississippi State, like a couple weeks before the Troy game. Um, yeah, this is a team that just about every year, and they're they're always having some issues at quarterback. And Ed Orgeron decided that he needed to hire Steve Insminger as their offensive coordinator. (laughs) So we, you know, we get the the dustpan. And the broom, and you know, we look at Matt Canada and say, Yeah, you don't need to be here anymore. <laughs> and we bring in Steve Insmaker. So, um, I want to I want to see what Steve Insmaker does, um, in the Air Ogeron era. Um, hopefully, he does good. Hopefully, he gets these guys rolling. Um, it's just a lot of talent there at LSU, they got a transfer from Ohio State, Joe Burrow. 
A lot of guys say he's going to be the starter at quarterback. Um, yeah, notable game for them. They, they will face Miami on September the 2nd. Of course, that game will be a neutral site game in Texas, in Arlington, Texas. So, yeah, um, yeah, I really want to see what this team can do on both sides of the ball, but in the quarterback position because there always seems to be the problem with the Tigers. They can't get it done because they don't have a quarterback. And they get mad about it because, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> when you don't have a quarterback. And you know what? If I was the LSU fan, two guys, for you LSU fans out, out there, and hopefully you guys are listening to this show, if I were you guys, I would be mad too when you're down there in Louisiana and that's a hotbed for talent, not just quarterbacks, but just talent in general, and you can't get a quarterback. So, so we'll see what happens with the Tigers. Um, next team, South Carolina. Um, Jake Bentley's back. He's not going yet. Jake Bentley be ball. Yeah, it, just like what Mark Mark Spears says from ESPN. Um, Jake Jake Bentley be ball. Yeah, if <laughs> Jake Bentley on twenty two, as they say, sixty two point two percent QBR last season. Debo Samuel, Samuel, one of the best kick returners in college football. Notable game for them. They'll take on Georgia on September the 8th. Um, that's one of those manhood games. Those one of those test your manhood games. And that's a big game for Will Muschamp. I mean, this is, to me, I think this is the year for Will Muschamp where it, he has to be the team like Georgia to solidify himself as a as a complete contender in the in the SECs. Um, I'm gonna say this right now: if South Carolina was to beat Georgia this season, I could see them probably making it to Atlanta. I could really see that. You really see that, but um. That's a big game for Will Muschamp. Eager to see what happens. Um, next, well, last, last team. Last team, Matt. You've been going fast. <laughs> going really, really fast. Um, but um, last team that I have that I'm very curious about is the Auburn Tigers. Yes. The Auburn Tigers last year finished 10 and 4. They lost to UCF in the Peach Bowl 34-27. We all know that. Jared Stillman is back though. Um guy who threw for 3,158 yards and 18 touchdowns, folks. I'm gonna say that one more time. He threw for 3,158 yards, 18 touchdowns. That's a lot of yards. <laughs> that is a lot of yards. Like, you must be really, really, really 
um, motivated with throwing the football if you have Jared Stidham out there. And I, I, I really wouldn't, I, I really don't blame Auburn for going out there and throwing as much as they as, as they have. Um, I, I just want to see the consistency from this team um, as well. And not to say that they haven't been really consistent, but I, I if this is a team that wants to go out and compete for a national championship again, if Gus Malzahn wants to do that, a guy who re-upped on his contract with Auburn, he has to go out here and seal the deal. If he's confident in Jared Stidham at throwing the ball this much, because that's all I see when I look at look at this stat, then he has to be all in. This team has to be all in. And wanting to get the job done. They can't lose to LSU. When the LSU, I would say, has probably been down for the last couple of seasons, they have to get the job done. So it'll be eager to see what happens with the Auburn Tigers this season. Um, notable game for them, September the 1st, they'll take on Washington, the Washington Huskies, out of the Pac-12 in Atlanta, Georgia. Um that's another one of those manhood games. You got to test your manhood, folks. Um, so, so Auburn fans, you want to make it to you if you want to be one of those top four teams in the college football playoffs. Committee's eyes, yeah. If you want to, if you really want to get that committee um, looking at you, you got to beat Washington. You have to beat the LSU's, Mississippi State's. Can't lose to a team like Ole Miss. And, of course, you have to win the Iron Bowl. Iron Bowl, get you in. If you win, you in. That's all I got to say. <laughs> but that is it, guys. That is my take. Oh, oh before I go, um, I did want to discuss about the Urban Meyer situation. Um, I'll just discuss it briefly. Um, of course, we know all the allegations, what happened with it, Zach Smith and um, his now ex-wife. Um, it's just all new stuff. Um, we don't know what's going to happen going forward. Well, actually, um, as of this, this week, they announced the school had announced that they were going to conduct a 14 14 day investigation well they had 14 days left to investigate whatever information that they had regarding what urban meyer said and all the inf- all the rest of the information that they had so they want to kind of get down to the bottom of this but all of this is still new and everything and we don't really know the full story but um that's all I have to say about that. Of course, I'll update you guys once I hear more information. Once we all hear more information, I'll give you my take on it once it's all handled. But um, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 a lot going on down there in Ohio State. So we'll see what happens. But um, but yeah, that is my show, my very first show. Um, 
sorry for the nervousness, guys. <laughs> but um, we, I got through it with it because of you guys. Um, more and more that that I do this show, the more and more I get comfortable, comfortable in talking with you guys. Um, but um, yeah, I'm I'm glad to be here doing this with you guys each and every week. And um, yeah, if you guys want to follow the show on Twitter, you can use the handle at tsr tsr podcast that's all one handle or you can search ts or you can search the southern rain on facebook and instagram of course you just type in the southern rain and you should find it on facebook and instagram but um but yeah yeah um more and more we do this uh, it, it'll be a breeze guys all right that's all i have for now i'll see you guys next week have a good one guys